Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is your friendly neighborhood knucklehead, and this is the Part-Time Artist Podcast. This is episode 169. Uh, it's been a little while, I know, I know. Uh, I missed a couple weeks, but you know what? I released the first, the debut album with War Park. I was taking some time... Um, to play with the guys again we played a show we released the album on halloween if you didn't know you should be following me on instagram if you're not um i was definitely posting about that but um i will put a, a link under the show notes to war park and the the new album uh it's been really really fun to 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 play again to release these songs i mean we've been working on these songs for like five years give or take you know throughout the covid stuff throughout a whole bunch of stuff people moving thing like a whole bunch of stuff has been going on so we finally got back on the horse and I think we're going to start to play shows again. We're going to tour again. So that that's been what was going on this past month, just cultivating music again. Um, and also I got a, a new album for knucklehead cooked up and it's ready to be released. So I just have to put the ar- album artwork together and I can get that out there thinking about doing a music video too. But, uh, aside from all that, oh, another thing I did with Warpark was this thing called Cart Music. So if you're interested in, uh, doing a live studio session, having a little bit of media, it really helps when you're putting together shows, uh, especially going on tour to have some live stuff of you playing, And a really great thing that I discovered actually through Tammy, who was on the podcast way, way back. Shout out to Tammy. Um, But she uh, did this thing that I saw through her Instagram, which was Cart Music, a live studio session. And it was really affordable. It was here in Philadelphia, but I think they have different locations throughout the East Coast. They might have something in Baltimore, New York, stuff like that. Um, So... Look up cart underscore music if you're interested in doing something like that. I can't recommend that enough. That was a great experience, and I, I'm stoked for that to come out. You guys will see it when uh, War Park drives our live or drops our live studio session. Um, it was it was a lot of fun, and um, I'm looking forward to that. But also, of course, at the bottom is going to be all of my affiliate links. If you need your music on. Uh, streaming services like Spotify and all that stuff. I use DistroKid, so there is a 7% off uh, DistroKid discount there. Uh, Same thing with MailChimp. If you need an email list, you have to, have to, have to have an email list if you're going on the road and playing shows as an artist. It's the most important thing. And then a couple links to some trials and a couple links to donate if you have the means. All right, let's get into the show. I have with me a very, very special guest by the name of David. And David, David's artist name is The Taste of Vomit, which correct <laughs> stuck out. <laughs> it stuck out immediately in the pile of emails that I get from, from artists sometimes. Now, the first thing I wanted to ask you is, is that a used reference? 
Uh, no, it was not. Because <laughs> I swear to God, every time I, I, I was looking through the stuff and I'm reading and I'm listening to stuff, like in the back of my head, I just have, is it worth the can you leave in here? And I was like, oh, it's perfect. Um, yeah, that, that's a very fair question. But no, it was not intended. <laughs> uh, but it, it is something... Um, I don't know. We all have, we all have, without getting too graphic right off the bat, we all have our different um, relationships with vomit. <laughs> and we all, <laughs> sure. we all, we all, we can all remember what it tastes like. Um, so, David, I wanted to ask you uh, before we get st- uh, started here, what is one thing that you would tell yourself 10 years ago if you could? Uh, maybe question keeping that name. <laughs> nah, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> is this the name you really want to uh, roll with? <laughs> yeah, ten years from now. Um, no, no, no. I'm, just, I'm being silly, but um, hmm. I think because that was a long. Just... Like it feels like it, <laughs> ten years ago was a such a long. Twenty thirteen <laughs> yeah, or twenty yeah. twenty fourteen. My God, was I a different person? Yeah, maybe just that it's it's gonna be okay, I guess, you know, yeah. to to stop freaking out so much about everything and right. just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe something along those lines. Yeah, definitely. It felt like ten years ago it it, it felt like there was all these plans ten years ago, right? And then it's like okay this this is like life just works out how it's gonna work out you know and there's not there's not too much it feels like there's not too much we have control over and there's like Hmm. this illusion of control it feels like the control we have over life sometimes is just packing like the snowball together but when we set it and and just push it off the mountain it goes where it goes, you know, especially yeah. as creative people. I think I both agree and disagree at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that makes any sense. Like, I feel like, yeah, we don't have control over things, but we have control over how we handle things, which then in turn mm. change how things come out, wow. I guess, you know? Yeah. See, that's some shit I would have... I would have liked to know 10 years ago for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because it just felt like there were just things happening to me and happening around me. And I was just reacting, reacting, reacting. Um, Yeah. I was in the same place. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us are until we can shake ourselves out of it. Now, David, the taste of vomit. Do you, I mean, as, as somebody that buys music on Bandcamp, I always have this moment where, um, when we buy music on Bandcamp, we never get the genre. It always comes, we download, we buy it, we download it, it's unknown genre, and then I have to sit there sometimes and kind of uh, become, you know, uh, what is it called when you're putting your putting? I become the Sorting Hat yeah. in Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> so, um, would you consider the taste of vomit hip hop? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yes, yes, that's what I definitely think, you know, that's what my, Mm -hmm. I definitely have explored other things, but that's definitely where I started 
from and also what I think the foundation is, I guess. Yeah. Mm, yeah, where the roots where the roots are growing from. Hey, pun, pun intended. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so awesome because now we have uh, our second ever hip hop artist to come onto the show. Shout out to Jay Americana oh. for being the first. Um, but you get the pleasure of being asked about 50 years of hip hop, which came up not too long ago. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to ask you, um, I have not been in too many hip hop live situations other than like open mics and things like that where, where everybody comes up. I'm going to my first official, I think, hip hop show on Saturday when oh, cool. Miss Lauren Hill and the Fugees hey. are coming to the center. Nice. Finally. because <laughs> um, last time they yeah. they canceled it, but um but they're they're back this Saturday. Um so I wanted to ask you, speaking of the roots, which folks got you started on that path in hip hop and i guess would you recommend them as something that would you know help other people get started in hip hop because hip hop for me was not in my um house it was something growing up in New York i heard hip hop like all the time from from middle school to you know um to high school for whatever so I, I i just heard like what was around me so what got you started on that path well i think i just have always been like a music fan in general and i think i was more focused on vibes and and energies and wow. i think when i was coming into my formative years I was definitely, I'm, I'm a, you know, I talk a lot about mental health in my music and yeah. I, I experience anxiety and panic attacks. And I think when I was younger, younger, that kind of manifested in like an anger because I didn't necessarily know what it was. So I related to a lot of like angry music and I'm in my mid thirties. So a lot of stuff that was on the radio was a lot of like dmx and exhibit and eminem okay. and and things like that so i think like my introduction into that because at the same time i was also getting into the corns and and limb biscuits and and things like that the very and, um, early 2000s yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know you know that's when i was like you know eight nine ten whatever wow. years old and that's when you started forming you know your personal taste in music so i think i just gravitated towards the aggression of of those things yeah. um but i think hip-hop just like you know was a part of that all in one package i guess you know and just those specific things like you know the exhibits and the, the dmx's and, and things like that and yeah. um and my first concert was actually ice cube and corn <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know wow. so like yeah so i think like i never like you know, obviously, then I progressed and I, I started, you know, in high school, I started to get into more political stuff. So then I started getting into things like the Jurassic Five and, um, mm -hmm. you know, Public Enemy and, and those kind of things. And then, mm -hmm. you know, then I would get into more abstract things like Quasimoto and, um, you know, a lot of the Stones Throw and Def Jux. I was obsessed with LP and Cannibal Ox and all that kind of 
you know, mid two thousand early mid two thousands kind of weird stuff. Wow. I was Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I think it just always has been a part of me. Yeah, I just I like storytelling. I like creativity and I think there's a lot of you know awesome hip hop artists that explore those kind of things. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I know yeah. that like a lot of us um a lot of creative people are are naturally trying to go outside the box and sometimes with our creativity we don't know it but we'll create an own box of creativity and the only mm. time we get to expand that is when we expose ourselves to new stuff um and mm-hmm. i just know from my experience hip hop and country music were some of the things that I really had to like push myself to really expose myself to that stuff. And I'm still mm. by no means really all that knowledgeable on the history of hip hop and, and how one thing led to another. But I, I remember when uh, towards the in, in my 20s, I driving around new york anytime i was driving around new york and my friends will back me up on this but i only allowed hot 97 to be on the radio and (laughs) and and the only reason was because you know what i've been in new york long enough i should know a lot more about hip-hop than i do so i'm just gonna leave hot 97 on i'm gonna learn exactly what funk master effects is telling me about you know what are the sounds (laughs) of new york um yeah yeah, and 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 it just stayed on the radio throughout but unfortunately it was mostly drake that was (laughs) (laughs) that was on the radio (laughs) at least at that time but um yeah i i i pushed myself to really try to get um to learn some more about hip-hop and on that note let's start diving into the taste of vomit this first tune here is called houseplant check it out Feel like I've been resurrected as a house plant that I wouldn't trust myself with to keep alive. One with browning leaves and wilting stems. It'll take months for anyone to realize I even died. Yeah, I've been channeling my inner botanist as a way to combat life, lonely, monotonous. Studying up and trying to practice. Though I'm not convinced I could maintain a cactus. And I started collecting succulents. Cause life sucks, then it sucks you in. Ain't it funny how depression can block our basic needs As time slowly begins to expire our seeds And yeah, I'll eventually start to see Why what's not meant for me creates jealousy As growth remains stagnant, I need to repot Betrayed by my roots, I choke myself out Someone please show me How to take care of me How to nurture myself properly Someone please show me how to take care of me, how to nurture myself properly. I thought getting a plan would cure my loneliness, but it just serves as a reminder of unrequited love. And when it dies, I'll replace it with another, though I need to get in the dirt to do the work. Confused feelings are getting away in my friendships. I'm no longer certain the roots of my senses. And I thought I found a cure in art. 
Trying to propagate a piece of my broken heart So I'm stealing bulbs off the floor at Home Depots Like we used to do together And there's not enough light in this apartment To keep and enjoy a thriving garden I keep thinking these plants will fill a void Of everything I'm trying so hard to avoid I miss feeling love, I miss feeling seen But my thumb is so far my ass it's no longer green Someone please show me how to take care of me How to nurture myself properly Can someone please show me How to take care of me How to nurture myself properly All right, that tune was called Houseplant, and the record is called The Endorsement, and it's the taste of vomit.bandcamp.com. I am not going to spell that out. It's exactly what it sounds <laughs> like, the taste of vomit. Um, first of all, that music video uh, that you did for Houseplant, really cool <laughs> idea. Was that your idea? Or did you? <laughs> yeah yeah well it was a collaborative thing between me awesome. and yeah. um, my friend chris who who also shot the video he's also in it briefly um mm-hmm. so he, me and him kind of it was kind of my idea but we springboarded a lot of sure. the particular scenes back and forth you know yeah. but yeah that was a very very enjoyable fun time <laughs> and it, it seems to carry over to um you know, and and this is what I think one of the coolest things about art and specifically music in general is when we can take like heavy stuff, heavy topics and still try to like have fun with it a little bit because definitely like really strong themes from this album, I would say are like depression and suffering mm-hmm. um and even going into the album title which is the endorsement which i i think is just a brilliant pun on the archetype of more specifically men in society these days because we have this archetype like the this notion of of people being an outdoorsy guy, right? And having mm-hmm. and being a lumberjack and, you know, being handy and 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 working in the outside and and being really, you know, integrated with that. Nowadays mm-hmm. in society, most men are working on computers, you know, they're they're by themselves, they're isolated. It's it's a really interesting play on how things have kind of flipped in society with the role of male figures. And also, it seems like the outdoorsman was something that like everybody wanted or it was like glorified. And now as a society, we realize all the tas- toxic masculinity 
that goes in that is involved with being the lumberjack and being like oh i'm gonna be this big burly guy um was that like collectively was that just something natural that was coming out of you songwriting to have this theme and to kind of carry it because it, it applies to a lot of the songs where they do fit mm -hmm. under this umbrella so the endorsement and being inside and incubated and you know alone it seems to be the real umbrella of this album so was that just mm -hmm. kind of your natural state as you were writing it well I kind of, if I'm talking about the history of writing this record, it would come in two parts. So initially, my first idea of the concept was just going to be every song was going to have the word in or the prefix in in it. And it was just going to be all plays on the word like I-N and, and, and different wow. things like that. But then... Shit, I'm As actually mad it, that I kind of didn't <laughs> catch that because I'm normally good at catching these things. Yeah. And then halfway through, I realized that there was kind of more of a narrative. And then I kind of, but I didn't intend that until I was like maybe three or four songs in. And then I was like, oh, now I'm just going to lean into the narrative on purpose. Oh my <laughs> and, God. Uh, then, I, then, I, then I leaned more into the narrative of the isolation and the, you know, the, right. the mental health stuff and or whatever. Then I leaned more into that. Yeah. Wow. I'm looking at it now and I'm like inside my mind, indoors, inside yeah. job, in motion, yeah. invitation, yeah. in with the outcrowd. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. it was right there the whole time. Um, but let's yeah. talk about that a little bit because that that is something um I mean, obviously, you know, we talk about depression and suffering, I think, being main themes or reoccurring ideas with this record um mm -hmm. and and it is november which spoiler alert nobody really knows this but it's men's mental health month um the nfl is not wearing a color for this month nobody really knows about it unless they're in like the mental health field really um or you're in that algorithm of people that have that kind of uh self-awareness and stuff but I also want to read to you, these are some things that I wrote down that came up as I'm listening to your record. And these are words that I don't think I hear on Hot 97 <laughs> when I think about okay. what's going on in hip hop. I, I mean, these things stuck out to me. First, it was self-love, healing, trauma, alone, self-sabotage, vulnerability now these things and i know the word alone seems to be really common but like the way that that word was coming up i felt like was different than how it would normally come up these to me i don't think i i have like i've already said i have a very limited knowledge of hip-hop but these to me mm -hmm. are not things that i've heard in hip-hop let alone in music altogether what mm -hmm. got you talking about that kind of stuff um yeah i think starting well 
I was starting to flirt with the idea of being more personal. You know, I started out as like a freestyle artist. I tried, I did battle rap for a little while. Then I was like making very silly, like little Wayne, like little Wayne kind of like pun kind of music, Um, you know, just straight up wordplay, punchline setup kind of things. And then I was flirting with the idea of being more personal. And yeah, I think like hearing like a lot of like, so that was basically maybe like 2011 2014 i started coming you know hearing more like the mac miller and earl sweatshirt kind of things and hearing their version of vulnerability i think was a big inspiration to be like hey like you know it might be okay to try this and then just playing shows where then i would see like somebody else like do like you know, more sensitive, quote unquote, sensitive song or whatever. And, yeah. But they would maybe only do like one, like, you know, maybe the second to last song would be like the sensitive song. Or I feel like a lot of hip hop records have like that sensitive song, but it's always like the one, you know, you have the one vulnerable song. And then it's like, you know, sure. bars, bars, bars. And yeah, then, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I was like, yeah. And I was just like, what if like I kind of did the opposite, I guess? What if I have one bars, bars song and then do. Okay you know 10 vulnerability songs or whatever yeah Yeah, or but it wasn't always intentional too i think just for me like just getting it out of my head is so beneficial and then once i discovered that and discovered that feeling and then discovered how other people could connect with it it just was so powerful that i just leaned into it even heavier you know but yeah, I yeah. think Earl Sweatshirt and stuff was definitely a big inspiration and those kinds of things, you know. Mm. I think also um, this kind of stuff, especially healing um, and, and becoming more self-aware, these are things where it feels like the people that fall into this stuff, we, we feel the need to spread it we feel the need to to mm-hmm. talk about it because it's not talked about um in everyday life it's like one of those mm-hmm. things where it, it, it's almost like um it's almost like a pyramid scheme <laughs> where we're we're all trying to get everybody in on this fact that hey you know like the reason your life sucks is because you know you were programmed through childhood and you're not dealing with your trauma and your dad and your relationship and you know and we're realizing how much we're victims to our own unawareness. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really cool because at least at the start of last year, when I was like, you know, I got out of a bad relationship, got into therapy again and um, started getting into spirituality on YouTube. And then I just put together like a whole different like platform here. And the self-love and the self-awareness has been a huge part of the platform that I developed um, on YouTube and on social media. It just feels like things that should be more in the creative algorithm. Um, the artist algorithm. I think this is stuff that artists really need to know because for me, I think it keeps people creative. Do you feel like your awareness has been instrumental in being able to keep you going as an artist? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Awareness in general, definitely. Um, I don't think maybe particularly involving like healing and things like that, but I think that is a part of it. But yeah, I do think, yeah, because being aware, because what are you as an artist, right? You're deconstructing things that happen. So you sure. have to be aware of what's happening because you're deconstructing things and recreating moments and whatever so i think awareness is just natural part of that you know Mm -hmm. and how do you feel like making music has helped with your mental health oh very much so (laughs) i think just just getting it out i think but i think that's a big part of talking about like you were just speaking about how like you know it's not talked about a lot i just think that it's important to talk about because just getting it out so it's not building up in your head and just building tension and then it comes out in weird ways where you don't expect you know it's like a controlled thing when you can say hey like you know talk about this thing it's like very controlled whereas if you don't it kind of like builds up and might explode in a, yeah. in a way that you're not expecting you know what i mean yeah like when you try to like hold you know you shake the soda bottle and you try to hold the top but it still sprays everywhere but <laughs> if you let it spray in one direction you know where it's going i guess like does that make any sense i yeah. guess that's how i feel about like yeah talking about these things yeah mm. yeah because i i kind of I wasn't like I knew that I was an overthinker and I knew that I had anxiety uh, even going back to 10 years ago like we were talking Mm -hmm. about and that was when I first started writing lyrics 10 years ago that was when I first started writing music and now I look at like Mm -hmm. the the early stuff that I wrote and I was I was looking at the lyrics and I'm like oh my god I keep talking about the same shit like I I'm it every single song every single thing can be talking about anxiety like every single song yeah. and it, it like without even trying but i think it was just like this notion of like oh i need to finish lyrics for this song and what am i going to write about what's coming up naturally <laughs> it was just that's it it's like the, that was my soda bottle from from growing up. i can't imagine uh-huh. what it would be like being a, a hip-hop artist because there's so many goddamn <laughs> lyrics um but let's get into yeah. another tune here <laughs> this tune is uh this tune is called stay indoors and it's featuring Letus. is that how you say it Letus? lettuce lettuce lettuce, <laughs> lettuce. Oh my god, I'm Very an idiot. Let's uh, <laughs> All right, check it out. Sing our own song about the joy of staying indoors. I know of a place where you never get harmed. A magical place with magical charms. Stuck in this room for so long I'm hallucinating colors of wind on my walls My pity is top tier, we having a ball 
my blanket is a black hole sucking me under I'm shocked how my worry can satisfy my hunger And I wonder when the silence is gonna call my number I haven't turned the lights on in like a week My brain is in a daze, body feels weak Time passed like the years that we leave So I got a leg up on accepting defeat And yeah, my heart called me out of work again The voices in my head tend to be my only friend How long do I wait for the heaviness to end? I'm tired of these emotions and having to balance them And I think I might be allergic to my shower Drunk on ignored text, missing happy hour The pillow becomes an extension of my head As my body is now chemically fused to this bed I sleep all day and still feel restless I know what to do, but feel so helpless Like a ghost trapped between planes of existence I'm tied to this room with unfinished business That tune was called Stay Indoors, uh, featuring lettuce. And of course, it's the taste of vomit.bandcamp.com. Uh, great stocking stuffer is a little little cassette on there. I'm I'm partial to cassettes. Yeah. I was very close <laughs> to buying the cassette, but I was uh, mm. I was like, oh man, there's there's only two left. I don't know if I want to be like putting it down <laughs> bad, but there's only two left, guys. Uh, so yes, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely definitely grab that. Um, now. You got a bunch of features on the record. I wanted to ask how how do those features come about? Do you feel like you have uh, a cool uh, a cool part or 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 an empty verse or something and you and there's somebody that you think of like oh hey, lettuce would be really cool for this part or is it just kind of like you have let's say an open relationship to a lot of 
artists in your network and y'all just throw songs back and forth? Yeah, I guess kind of for me, I just like working with other people and I like hearing other especially like as a solo artist because like you know when you're in a band you have a lot of people that can bounce voices off of and be like oh that's maybe let's try this instead or let's try this but when you're by yourself it's just kind of like unregulated (laughs) and i just like working with other people i think it it benefits the idea a lot Mm. so a lot of times like i won't necessarily start the song with somebody like in mind or or even in mind that it's going to be like a feature song but once i get like halfway through writing it i'm like oh maybe this should be like maybe the other person should do this verse or this chorus or Mm. or whatever or there's even like um a song on there called inside job that has like a saxophone solo feature and i was just like you know oh like what if I had like someone do like a saxophone solo over (laughs) this instead you know yeah so it's not necessarily yeah I think it's more like I just like the idea I want to best serve the idea whether that's fully me or it's also including someone else Mm, okay cool yeah because there there is this thing sometimes where I think people on the outside of hip hop they they think that a hip hop artist is just usually like one person but then you look at mm-hmm. like the the songwriting credits to like a lot of hip hop songs and there's a ton of names I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like everybody is in the Wu-Tang, you know, at some point because there's a producer, there's the engineer to the producer, and then there's the person who, like, helped that guy, and then there's, you know, there's all types of names that get thrown around, even to a point where it feels like sometimes hip-hop has more of a band than a band. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. There's more collaboration <laughs> yeah. than there is in, you know, like... I mean, you think about something like Nirvana, it's just like, it's all, all, Kurt's writing all the parts, you know? And even though you're in a band, yeah. you're just doing what you're told. But it feels like with hip-hop, I don't know, it, it it feels like when there are features and stuff like that, it does get, like, super-duper collaborative. Um, and mm-hmm. I find that kind of stuff interesting with how the collaborations come about. Let's talk about this this last song we're going to play, which is my favorite song on the record. It's called in motion featuring courage. What was, what was the story with this song coming together and getting this feature? Well, courage is someone that is also from Philadelphia that, you know, I also know, you know, on a personal level and things like that. We had um, played a bunch of shows together and things like that. And awesome you know, developing a friendship and things like that. Like, and yeah, I think we're just like talking about things like on a personal level and we're both going through like a similar thing when I was writing this. And then I got to a certain point where I'm just like, oh, she should just be on this, you know, because it was kind of just a topic that we had been talking about in general. And I'm just like, I really want to hear your perspective on this theme or whatever, you know. Wow. So yeah, I just kind of I wrote my part, I demoed it out real quick at my house and I sent it to her and then she was very excited and 
kind of like wrote a rough draft and sent it to me the next day, like a demo. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, this is it. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, I think later on I wrote that second half, that beat switch part came later yeah. on. But yeah, so we passed, you know, we kind of had the basically the song like real quick. And then we went in the studio and, and you know, laid it down. Wow. And that's how it's done. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and others um so i guess before we get into that tune um and say goodbye Mm -hmm. i would i just want to know with where you stand and you know and by the way guys there's there's a lot of other music on on the band camp and stuff like that which is like really cool especially it's okay to not be okay love that title and um thank you and safe space and all that kind of stuff so i guess with given the direction that you're headed or given Mm -hmm. the direction that you've been on i guess the future and where you are now i would ask what do you feel like you aim to do with your music with the way that you're speaking, the words that you're using, what is it that you are trying to create? I think just at first it stemmed from more of a selfish thing. And I guess in some ways it is, but to I created a thing where like, I want to say to people that like, they're not alone and i feel like a lot of Mm -hmm. things in art in general can be very binary and things like that so like yeah like we talked about in the beginning of this conversation where like i want to express how there's like that yin and yang like you can still talk about depression in in a in a lighter way like there's but it's still also serious and hard and difficult to navigate through but there's also a light in it as well And that's where, like, you know, I interject a lot of, like, wordplay and silly puns and stuff like that, but in a way that, like, at least I hope is genuine, but, and you know, is genuine to me, at least. But, yeah, I think just, like, the notion that, like, you know, I feel like when people talk about things like depression, it's always, like, so, 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 so dark. And it's always very baseline. Yeah. to me at least you know and there's a lot of nuance to it and i think there's a lot of nuance to things like chemical imbalance and and navigating the world when maybe your brain is not operating in the same way as other people and i i just want to re- represent that in a genuine way that isn't just cartoonish and very like, bad good like you know i want to represent these things as they are to me in a very nuanced way and just to let people know that you know if they feel that way that they're not alone and i i feel really blessed that a lot of people have been connecting to it and sharing their stories and that's that's something that's really special to me and i think yeah the future is just keeping on with that kind of thing Mm. yeah i love it and i i was just um editing uh my next youtube video this morning and a big part is why or the video is about a blog i did a while a little while ago and it's just about like why we need artists and mm-hmm. one of the one of the main topics that i was trying to touch on is like how artists build communities 
and um even we'll talk about jay americana our my first hip-hop artist that came on you know one of the things mm-hmm. that he said was one like one time a young kid came up to him and he was like you know like i'm a a queer person or whatever and i'm just really glad there's someone else in electronic or hip-hop music you know that's that's advocating for that you know representation Mm. and you know that's that's what i feel like artists why artists are so needed because we can build these communities we can share people's perspectives we can share our perspective that connects with other people's perspective and it's 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 powerful and even when we're talking about stuff like you're talking about it might not appeal to the masses it might not be popular at times but the con- the 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 connections that do happen are just like that much more meaningful you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's very much like a quality over a quantity perspective because you know mainstream hip hop is a whole different ball game in terms of what those songs are going to be about um so i just w- i just think it's really cool i'm so on board um i can't wait for more stuff to come out and uh david thank you so much for coming on the show thank you so much for what you do and this last tune is called in motion featuring courage yep. rip on everybody thank you for having me They say the transition phase is more than beneficial Then why does it seem like moving on is a bigger issue? the 
pray I was someone that you missed But it's okay to have strangers with lips we once kissed And I'm thankful for the times that you walked by my side Even if we had different destinations in mind It's all love in due time Switch lanes to a new life Shift focus, recenter and explore a new light I thought I needed reassurance and reason But I can find closure in the changing of the seasons When I no longer live in the where did we go wrong I'm turning in my keys, ready to move on Time waits for no Go.